Paris, the city of love. Take a stroll along the bridges that overlook the Eiffel Tower and gaze at the couples taking wedding photos. Perhaps one day you can bring your partner here and get that iconic picture. Just past the bridges where canals sway through the river, you can reach the Place de la Concorde and remind yourself the site of struggle this beautiful square used to be, imagining the wealthy heads under the guillotines. As you venture further central, you can see the streets get smaller, feel them become more cobbled beneath your feet, more populated with the chatter of oblivious tourists and busy locals. But it starts to get louder. And as you turn the corner on your way to the famous Arc de Triomphe, a different Paris emerges. The cobbled streets become covered with the stamps of angry citizens and the busy chatter transitions into shouts of rage. In the distance, the Arc de Triomphe is hidden under flags waving and flares bursting. But the most noticeable change is the yellow. Everyone is donned in a yellow high-vis in this new site of struggle. The last thing to do in Paris is witness the anger of its people. As your senses adjust, as you read the signs held high, everyone seems to be enraged at the government. But about what? Across the sea of familiar yellow, not one slogan or sign is like the other. This is no longer Paris, the city of love. This is the Paris of the Gilets Jaunes. and how it comes to mean everything and nothing at all. It started with cars. Initially, the Gilets Jaunes protesters were protesting at roundabouts. In September 2018, the French President Emmanuel Macron announced an increase in taxes on petrol and diesel, something that would primarily affect drivers in small cities and villages without the wealth of public transport afforded to those rich enough to use in bigger cities. This was the catalyst for over two years of protest. It starts by being not... not so much a kind of protest of the streets as a protest of the road. Protest of the road, about the road, about um, the way in which people used the road that was manifested in, in the, the, the symbolic space of the roundabout. It is regulation in France to carry a gilet jaune in the boot of your car in case of emergencies. So at first, 
it seemed practical. People have to slow down and they can read signs held by people who are wearing the safety garb. And it would make sense if you're protesting on the roundabouts to wear the gilet jaune, partly for visibility and partly to keep yourself safe. But over time, the movement expanded. In fact, one of the only static things about it was the gilet jaune. November 17, 2018 marked a mass demonstration of over 280,000 French citizens, all donning a yellow vest. From there, a gathering of fed-up motorists became a crowd of angered protesters with 42 demands and 70% of the country's support. At first, Macron and the police seemed timid to interfere, but week after week the police became more organised and more brutal, whilst Le Gilet Jean broke shop windows and graffitied buildings, police tore off limbs in waves of indiscriminate brutality. By December 10th, 2018, Macron cancelled the tax hike. But it was too late. The Gilet Jean was no longer about one issue, but had evolved into a body against the state, unified by a symbol of the road. Over the course of those two years, it wasn't simply the French who found success with the Gilet Jean. Around 24 countries, including Canada, the UK and Portugal, began to adopt this symbol of unrest with varying degrees of success. But why was the Gilet Jaune able to transform into this worldwide symbol? So, my name's Andy Lavender. I'm Vice Principal and Director of Production Arts at Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London. I spoke to Professor Andy Lavender about the use of symbols in protest and whether Le Gilet Jaune lost all meaning or gained more significance with its ease of adoption. It produces a sense of people operating as a collective, but it's also a very kind of proletarian uh, item. A significant benefit about using costume and symbols such as the gilet jaune is that it is easily identifiable, which means anyone can join it. So what was actually probably quite a disparate bunch of people with what became quite a disparate bunch of requests or requirements is nonetheless cohered by the symbolic donning of the yellow vest. Costumes and uniforms are often used as they easily identify supporters of the cause, as well as having a larger visual impact to those outside of the protest. With something like a yellow vest, its ease of access widened the group of supporters. Unfortunately, this meant that many alt-right fascists attempted to co-opt the movement, resulting in further confusion as to what the Gilets Jaunes stood for. However, the Gilets Jaunes impressively managed to stamp out almost all alt-right protesters, something that is not easy to do with national protests. What may have helped this outcome was the decentralisation of the protest. There was no figurehead, no committee of leaders that attracted power-hungry people. It was a movement for all, so no one could corrupt it. And in that sense, I think the Gilets Jaunes doesn't necessarily express a single political perspective, but it becomes an emblem that says I am taking my stand and my space in public 
with others in order to protest against the establishment. Professor Sophie Vanek in her article Critical Dynamics of the Yellow Vest Movement points out that the Yellow Vest was a unifier, but uniting is not always merging. The movement was very resistant to any political ideology, particularly that of the far right. It simply stood as a resistance. Although it should be acknowledged that many groups of the Gilets Jaunes did begin to adopt leftist ideologies, such as 2019, where they supported a student of colour movement in an anti-racism march. But overall, the Gilets Jaunes maintained this lack of political distinction. So what use is a symbol, if not an identifier of an ideology? I mean, clearly it gives visibility. It, it produces a sense of the visible many. The yellow vest was a symbol of government control. It was a bold display of taking something a citizen was forced to carry in case of an emergency and then transforming it to show that this emergency was already here. Somebody said at one point, if, if you want to be invisible, put a yellow jacket on, you know, like the, the one person you don't look at is the person standing in the street with the yellow jacket because you think, well, they're an authority telling me where to go. So you don't need to stop to notice them. So it then has this these connotations of ubiquity, authority, that, you know, the street is the natural habitat of the gilet jaune. But once they come out of that very explicit function and it's a bunch of people who are wearing them it's kind of crossed a line from being just a piece of the furniture of the pub the public space to being something that is to do with mobilized bodies in the public space it had a sense of dual function it warned french society of the danger of the government as well as presenting themselves as the dangerous lower class the poisonous flower covered in color to attract the hungry bug this was not a uniform, but a costume, a wider performance of a desire to be heard. But when you have a costume with such a wide meaning, it could just lose all meaning whatsoever. What the yellow vest became was an empty signifier. Ernesto Laclau describes an empty signifier as something that once contained a very specific meaning but has now been emptied of such meaning due to absorbing broader interpretations and significance. With this, the empty signifier adopts a sponge-like quality, able to absorb varieties of meaning, thus turning into something hollowed of a definitive meaning. But with this poverty of concept comes a level of power. The gilet jaune has adapted into an infinite set of demands, which means it can never lose credibility, as it represents everything. The obvious success of le gilet jaune against Macron's military policing created a sense of justice because of le gilet jaune's function as an empty signifier. There is nothing for the public to critique because the only thing external to the yellow vest is a pro-Macron, pro-bourgeoisie stance, which is obviously unacceptable. Instead, those against les gilets jaunes could shift focus to the violence of protests and critique method rather than meaning. 
But again, the external is extreme violence conducted by police, including the killing of an elderly woman. Again, this perspective is unacceptable. So we can see that the widening use of Le Gilets Jaunes actually assists rather than hinders the movement. I spoke with Professor Lavender about his idea of a chorus of the commons and what this expansion of costume can mean for a protest. I'll talk a bit about this in relation to the writing of Jacques Rancière and up to a point uh, Rancière's notion of the distribution of the sensible, that which can be felt as well as understood. And Rancière talks about, and actually not least in relation to the gilet jaune, as the expression of people who do not express or the movement of people who do not move. So there's this sense that there is kind of emerging a sort of civic appearance of a public that normally doesn't go very public. Jacques Rancière's distribution of the sensible establishes simultaneously the commonality of something and the exclusivity of parts within it. In the case of Le Gilet Jaune, this exclusivity was turned on its head. Le Gilet Jaune subverts those who traditionally had a power in politics and those who were excluded, and by doing so, they create a new common. Professor Lavender associates this with a chorus of the commons, where costume doesn't erode identity like a uniform, but unites despite differences to ultimately perform as a group with a voice. Whereas this particular chorus of the commons and what in a French context appeared to be a group of the people who don't move, who are now in movement and then become visible and then inhabit roundabouts and then stop roads and then march along roads. What, what are they expressing this chorus? And how successful was this unexpected voice? Well, I suppose I think it was very successful in that it produced a coherence to a movement that maybe wasn't quite as internally coherent, especially over time. It had a viral effect in the adoption of the yellow jacket in places that had less of a tradition for um, the, the perhaps the ubiquity of the yellow jacket. And in the oddest benefit of all, it actually worked. In, in France, at least, it led to, you know, in a way, I think, a, a quietly extraordinary exercise that Macron embarked on, which was this whole round of civic discussions, meetings in town halls, a kind of offer of, for people to pose and present concerns. Of course, this civic process didn't produce all the results demanded. And of course, that's a managed process in which Macron and the government then absorb public expression and factor it in a particular way. Certain concessions are made, and that's a way of ameliorating some of the, the, the force of the protest. But in a world where revolutions rise and fall and protests sputter without anything to show for it, even a managed success is something to write home about. All of that exercise took place, I think, because of the staged nature of the protest over time. So it had seriality, it had actions that were in some sense narrated by the protest body, and it had accumulation as well. So it grew, people joined it, it became more visible, it became differently visible in a wider number of places, but all of that is cohered by um, the costume. So we see how the use of an empty signifier 
the subversion of the common community and the resilience of the costume had a potent effect on this anti-government protest. It's not just a, a, a protest speaking, but also a programmatic set of requests. And that's you know very powerful when it's done in choral mode, um, when it appears that lots of different people from different places are all saying the same thing. This podcast has tracked the usefulness of a costume like the yellow vest, but we still haven't found why the Gilets Jaunes persevered when the protest shifted. The answer is pain. Pain. Pain is a unifier. And when you don the vest, you acknowledge you and everyone around you are prepared for pain and have already experienced it through the conflict of the protest or the actions of the government. And to some level, that is all you need to know about Le Gilet Jean. Already it's entered you know, a certain kind of folkloric reverberation, I guess. When 18-year-old me walked wide-eyed into one of the most violent protests in French modern history, it didn't matter that I did not know what the gilet jaune draping every angry body meant, because I knew what I needed to know. I knew that every one of those angry bodies was in pain, and everyone was sharing that pain with each other and with the world. Those 24 countries who adopted the gilet jaune were not mangling the original message, but using the empty signifier to create their own meaning, to create their own distribution of the sensible. They used a costume so widely known for the pain it reflects as brightly as the luminous stripes along its back to show their own pain, their own discontent for their own reasons. There's something there about curating yourself in public, going public with your view, your view being reverberated collectively, sometimes that moves into costumed protest. So if you find yourself surrounded by blinding yellow, no, it doesn't matter. You are not the common this protest encompasses. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we discovered the usefulness of Le Gilet Jaune. And a special thank you to Professor Andy Lavender for his insight in this instance of costume used in protest. This has been, and it was all yellow. Thank you. I mean, there was, wasn't there a, but that doesn't do I remember lead us to one single mode. Somebody one said, but whereas the Gilet Jaune, you want to be invisible, put a yellow Um, if you want to be invisible, put a yellow jacket on.